Yesterday was another day in America where people are showing up at their team celebration. Guess what happened? Shooting. One woman dead, 21 injured, and all sorts of emotions come to mind, right? Um, angry. Um, it can't be surprised because they happen all the time. But the feeling of, can we make any progress? Because to a lot of us from afar, it doesn't seem like we're making progress. And it seems like our country's greatest failure. That when we compare our data with other civilized nations and the mass shootings and the mass killings, there's no comparison. We're the worst. And those countries have mental health challenges. Those countries have divorced families. Those countries have single-parent families. So how can we make some progress? Over the years, I've chatted with Todd Axtell, former St. Paul police chief, uh, a number of times, six years as the police chief, three decades with the St. Paul Police Department right now. He is the president and CEO of the Axtell Group. And the former St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, sir. Important topic, a topic that you lived constantly. And every story is different. And so far, the information from the Kansas City Police tells us that three were detained, two juveniles, not terrorism, that some sort of conflict broke out, whether it just happened organically there where there was any history, we don't know, but a shooting took place. As a man who d- devoted his life to trying to stop this ahead of time and solving crimes, when I ask you, are we getting better or worse, when a lot of us feel like we're getting worse, what do you say? Yeah, thank you, Chad. Appreciate the invite today. Uh, well, obviously we're getting worse. There, there are... Uh, more and more guns in the hands of people today who shouldn't have guns than ever in the history of this country. And what continues to happen time and time again is people are settling their disputes, either in person, uh, personal disputes or over social media, et cetera. They're settling those disputes with gunfire. And it, it's time and time again, it's, it's, it's uh, like yesterday's fist fights have now become today's gunfights. And it's just, uh, a vicious cycle. So <clears throat> if you were still involved with your job right now and this happens and then you're trying to localize it to St. Paul and you're trying to make some level of progress and you did a lot. So expand on what you did and what you would continue to do. Well, uh, the answer to this always has to be prevention, intervention, and enforcement. And oftentimes, uh, the enforcement and accountability piece is the piece that continues to fall down. Uh, This is very similar to the incident we had back in October of 2021 at the truck park shooting where Kiki Wiley was killed, 27-year-old amazing young lady, uh, and 14 people were injured right on West 7th Street in St. Paul. And the one common denominator that I continue to see um, while I was chief and I see today 
is that people who should have been held accountable for previous gun charges and aggravated assaults with guns haven't been. Now, they do from time to time, but everything, if in your mind's eye, if you can picture this a wheel with spokes in it, and the hub of the wheel is the victim. Everything we do in the criminal justice system should be supporting victims of today and victims of tomorrow. That's everything from the 9-11 call, police response, prosecutors, the bench, judicial, corrections, and probation. And everything we do in that wheel has to support victims of crime. And we have to stop apologizing for uh, the path of some people who enter the criminal justice system and hold people accountable, a zero-tolerance approach. If you commit a felony with a gun, it's zero-tolerance. Um, and, and we need to start holding people accountable before we can ever solve the, the, the bigger problem of, of the gun issue in this country. If we can't get one thing right, the simple thing of holding people accountable for these gun crimes, we're never going to move forward, and we're going to continue to have these incidents happening happening throughout the country. Why aren't we holding people accountable? Uh, that's a good question. Um, and, and I think it, it is. The dial is, is turning a bit. I, I think we're getting better at that with, with prosecution and the bench. Um, but I remember as chief, I, I made a couple comments about this that uh, really, really stirred up the bench and uh, had some very frank conversations in private uh, with with some members of the bench. And going into that meeting, I had pulled some stats about um, downward departures. And I, I confronted the group about downward departures because I knew specifically uh, how many times the judges in the room had downward departed from what the state statute recommends for gun crimes. Um, and, and I think uh, one thing we can do is to have a state law that provides more transparency with sentencing and provides more transparency uh, when we decide not to prosecute. Police officers wear body-worn cameras. Uh, uh, they are uh, very transparent. Everything they do is in the public eye. But if we're not uh, viewing prosecutors and the bench and probation through the same lens and transparency, we're not going to have the same uh, results. Former St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell joined us. He now runs the Axtell Group. We are reacting to another shooting in America, which happened about this time yesterday. One individual has left us killed, 21 other injured. So, Todd, I think that we have a portion of our audience who's hearing you and they're going to say, you know what the problem is? We have too many judges. We have too many prosecutors who are too sympathetic to those who are committing the crimes and that this is a political dialogue. And they believe that many of these individuals are left to center and they are causing many of these issues. What do you say to that portion of our audience? Well, we can't cast wide nets on any any of the spokes that I just uh, mentioned, um, be, because every you know, every county attorney's office, every uh, judge, they're all different and they make different des- decisions, and and most are doing a really good job. Uh, uh, however, you know when when I hear um, 
people talk about, and I've always talked about this um, uh, during my 30-year career in St. Paul, is, is uh, you know, equity in the criminal justice system. But what happens with when you have a young person who enters the criminal justice system um, after an aggravated assault with a gun, um, and and they uh, get out right away with no accountability and no corrections, you know, trying to make sure they don't do it again. Oftentimes what will happen is the feds will pick up that case. And once the feds pick up a case, because the local police departments turn it over to the feds for prosecution, then you're looking at a federal crime where the first offense may be 15 to 20 years. When a young person in our community could have sat on the bench in a correction system locally for maybe two years and received the services that they need to make sure they don't do it again and to hold them accountable. Um, so if you want to talk about equity, um, we need to hold everybody accountable equally, making sure they receive the services and they pay their debt to society before they get out. Because again, the common denominator in these shootings are people who have done it before. I have never been to a shooting scene where a suspect's been apprehended and it's been their first time. It's always repeat offenders. Okay, I, 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 you're making excellent points. But just picking up on the last one where I get it that the federal government steps in. But you know better than me. They don't step in all the time. That's Why right. can't we have the stronger sentencing and obviously due process has to happen every single time? The individuals yeah. need to have representation. They need to be able to make their case because guess what? Sometimes they are the wrong person and they're not involved and they need to be allowed to defend themselves like every single one of us. But for those who commit these crimes and a trial takes place, why can't we have this stronger punishment from the get go locally? Why do we need the feds to be the backup? Well, that's a great point, and I don't, I don't think we need the feds if we do it correctly at a local level. And that's why I think, um, you know, sentencing guidelines are guidelines. I believe that if somebody is caught with a gun in the commission of a felony crime in the state of Minnesota, there should be no guideline. It should be state law. There should uh, be no wording in, in that law that says uh, may. It should be shall. Um, sentence sentence to a specific period of time to make sure the person doesn't get out quickly and reoffend. Uh, and again, it's happening time and time again. And you're right, equal justice is very important. Making sure people have the right to defend themselves, and um, you know that that's what the system is for. But once you are uh, convicted of a violent crime with a gun, uh, consequences have to be there, and the discretion from county attorneys across the state, across the country, um, um, shouldn't be discretion. It should be the law. Todd, thank you very much on this uh, important topic. I always enjoy our conversations. We'll we reach out again uh, down the line. Enjoy your day, sir. Thank you. Bye now. The former St. Paul police chief, he was with the St. Paul police for 30 years, Todd Axtell, now with the Axtell Group. So we talked about it with Todd. We talked about it the entire hour, uh, the first hour. <clears throat> Let me phrase it this way. If you could implement one change and you believe this one change would allow us to be better in this area of slowing down, preventing, not completely. I mean, we'd love that. It's not going to happen. But 
okay, maybe our mass shootings drop 10%. Our mass killings drop 5%. How about 20%? If you could implement one societal legal change, what would you offer up? So when we have this conversation, February 15th next year, we can honestly have the conversation and say, yeah, it's still a big problem, but we are seeing some level of progress. What's your one change? I'd love to hear it. You want to call and expand? Fine. You want to text? Uh, either option is available to you. 651-461-9226. 25 past two. Like all of you, I dealt with the snow uh, yesterday myself. In fact, that I uh, posted a photo. I jumped on board. I've been reluctant to do it, but I finally said, you know, we're all in on this together with the snow. So I posted a photo on Instagram, Chad Hartman Show. You can check it out. Okay, Dave, we're talking one thing, one thing that our audience believes will allow us to slow down the rate of the mass shootings, the mass killings. Let's let's get to a, a number of the texts here. Chad, it has to stop. It has to stop. How about the electric chair now on? For anyone that's involved in a mass shooting, you've got to stop this. Well, we can't figure out a way, Dave, to uh, to kill people yet without seemingly excruciating pain, and we have the debate on that, on is this the way a society should react? How do we get the drugs, the appeal process? The concept, though, that Todd Extel talked about on lowering punishment and the same people involved in these crimes on a regular basis that resonates a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, to the texture, I mean, you can you can increase the punishment on a mass shooting, but it certainly seems like a lot of the mass shooters end up dead at the end of the event anyway. I don't think an electric chair is going to stop them. Yep. More text here. I don't know about you, but I'm getting immune to these shootings. It's normal, and that's a horrible place for me to be. <sighs> You want to jump in on that one? That's just an awful feeling. And I mean, it's far too common today in this country. As you you mentioned earlier, you see the news, horrible shooting in Kansas City, upwards of 20-some people shot, half of them kids. Ah, oh, man, what's for dinner? Yeah. I I totally understand what the texter's saying. Yeah. Because we're talking about this one a lot today. The next one, are we going to talk about as much? I don't know. Let, let's see the particulars. But have there been – are there times when the two of us are doing this show and something pops up on Fox or CNN or whatever it might be, and we say, another one. And, and the first thought is, okay, we've got to go with coverage. We've got to get views. It's just another day in America. This has become too much of another day in yeah. America. One, one thought I had yesterday – even with school shootings, it almost feels like at this point, ah, four or five people shot at a high school doesn't really make news. If it's at an elementary school, then we'll get some coverage on it. But ah, the kids are a little older. Ah, 
Let's move on. More text. We're going to make. We're never going to make any progress, Chad. Do you want to know why? Because there's a revolving door for juveniles who are creating these problems. They stay in jail for a little bit, and then we let them out. I mean, how many times have we had O'Hara, now Axtell, and others where, and it doesn't solve everything. But too often, it's the same group of individuals, whether they're juveniles or young adults, who, when they go to the police station or when they're pulled over by somebody at the back in court, they basically can say, hi. Hey, good to see you again. And it's not good to see you, but it's just a part of what happens. And too often, and again, due process has to happen every single time. But too often, the due process for these individuals is a lighter sentence, and we're just making a mistake with that. Uh, yesterday's, uh, reading more text, yesterday's fist fights or today's gun fights, thanks to this crazy, insane gun obsession that the right supports and promotes. It's one of our texters. The ability <laughs> to act like a fool, Dave, and start yelling at somebody and start swearing at somebody or just starting a physical fight with them versus now when you have an encounter with someone, uh, and maybe it's really out of the ordinary for you, or it's the individuals who have these encounters too often, they do turn to guns way too fast. And you nailed it when you talked about it with the individuals involved. I doubt they even thought about leaving their gun at home when they were going to the Chiefs' celebration. Yeah. Just have the gun with them every day. Reduction of the number of guns in circulation. Okay? I'm all for that. How are we going to get there? Because if individuals, and this is, I believe in this 100%, individuals who go through the proper legal work, background checks, etc., and they want to have guns to protect themselves, they want to have guns because they collect them, or they want to have guns for hunting, I don't have a problem with it. None. Zero zilch. The amount of ammunition for some of these folks seems troubling. We can have the assault rifle debate. Am I going to lose any tears if we go back to that ban? No. However, I've learned a lot about these conversations about what is classified as an assault rifle? What is not classified as an assault rifle? What somebody might use in our state to hunt and how somebody might view that as an assault rifle and others might view that as just something they hunt with. That's not every gun. Let's be clear about that, but there's some delineation. But, yeah, we have too many guns out there in the hands of the wrong people, and it continues to happen. Government gun buyback program. You know, when they first came along, Dave, I thought maybe this was going to do something. Now I just, I don't think so. Because the folks who are giving up the guns, either they aren't the individuals we need to worry about, or they have so many other guns, Dave, it's not going to stop them anyway. I'd still support it. 
It would have to even the smallest dent is good enough for me. I mean, that's a yep. that's a start. It, it's a start somewhere, and you know, we we can talk all we want about assault rifles and you know the the difference and the nuances. Well, you know, handguns kill more people every day in this country by far than assault rifles. So if we're not going to actually look at handguns too, yep. what's the point? A few more texts, then we're going to move on because we've talked about a lot today, and rightfully so. First, you have to figure out how to keep illegal guns from these teenagers getting their hands on and how to keep the illegal guns from coming across the border. More texts. We can all try to abandon assault weapons or assault rifles, whatever you want to call them. But the fact is the American people um, protect this country with so many rights, are you ready to give up? Well, that's the line, Dave. And let's just finish in this text. How do we thread that needle where if you, me, or anybody listening right now feels like because the laws allow it, they should have a weapon, including to protect themselves. And I'm not trying to stop that, not in any way. But how do we walk that line and figure out a way where you do have to go through the proper paperwork? You don't get it in a blink of the eye. But when you go through it, you get it. But how do we stop those other folks who seemingly can get a gun whenever they want? I don't know how you stop it. Um, But if you make it harder, if you make it harder to legally get a gun, I I think that's a start. And I I, to me, that's the most obvious solution to making a making a dent in the quickest way possible. And and yeah. You know, I, I I hear the Second Amendment. I get it. We have a right to to bear arms, but we all can make the you know make the argument that you know the framers they were talking about muskets, they weren't talking about handguns, they weren't talking about high powered rifles, and you know it seems so often uh, those making the argument about my rights as an American, my rights to own a gun because of this, that, and the other, they're ignoring the problem that's staring us right in the face today. We, we have adjusted amendments throughout our history, and we will continue to do that. That doesn't mean we eliminate them. That doesn't mean we gut them. But what we were staring at as a country in the late 1700s and trying to project that to 2024, stop. Come on. It's uh, 235 here on CCO. All right, let's get to uh, a number of items before we finish up, and uh, Jason will uh, take you home. Chris Farley would have been 60 today. Chris Farley would have been 60. When you think of stars who left us way too soon, who comes to mind for you? Text away, 651-461-9226, You think of a particular star, and their death resonated with you, and they died too young. They died in their, well, it's subjective what's too young, right, Dave? <laughs> it, gets, exactly. it gets even more subjective, uh, Uh, The older you get, Chris Farley, for me, 
I really liked. I may not have loved as as much as others. But I don't doubt his talent. I don't doubt his popularity. The SNL clips are still everywhere. I saw somebody this week reminded us of when he came out uh, and joined Letterman. Have you seen that one where he comes from like the <laughs> the stands? And yes. It's just, I mean, Does all the of his physical comedy yeah. on display, right? Mm-hmm. So I liked him a lot. I just I wouldn't put him up in the love category, but man, I got a lot of people in my life who absolutely adore him. So that's that's one for you. The Basilica Block Party. And I'm going to get to a lot of texts here. Uh, give me the star who, for you, left too soon. If the Basilica Block Party is not by the Basilica, how in the hell can they call it the Basilica Block Party? <laughs> You're lying to the people. Right? <laughs> yes. There's... Some XL construction going on. I got it. That happens. Fine. You know, let's make sure everybody's safe. I mean, I guess, you know, I was in the arena the other day where the Lakers play. Okay, It was the Clippers, but the the Los Angeles Lakers play. So they're not, they haven't given up the name and they've been in LA since what, 1960 or so. I guess it's, you know, the 49ers. They're still call themselves the San Francisco 49ers. They don't play anywhere near San Francisco. They do not. Nowhere near. How about the school bus driver who has been arrested and the possibility of a DUI charge is looming? Are are you bleeping kidding me? You... This is out of Rush City, arrested after suspicion of intoxication. Do you see how many kids were on the uh, bus? Yep. 49. Yeah. 49 kids this morning. 8.30. Bus off the roadway. I get the power of an addiction. I also get your dereliction of responsibility in putting so many out there in danger. What? I mean, you want something else to be infuriated by. And then one other one, since we're giving you a variety, and then we're going to pause and get to a lot of your texts. Fanny Willis. On the stand, Dave, this is the Fulton County District Attorney with the case against Donald John Trump. It's hard to keep track of all the trials because the the hush money, the uh, money to Stormy, that trial's now been set for March 25th. This is the uh, hearing about Fanny and funneling the case to her boyfriend and the boyfriend getting hundreds of thousands of dollars when they are boyfriends, was he qualified? And 
I haven't had a chance to listen since uh, Fannie Willis herself took the stand the last half hour. But you had the friend basically calling her a liar about when they started dating. This could be an enormous victory for Trump on this one. Because this is the state case. You know, the other ones, if he wins, he can either pardon himself or he can drop those uh, drop those cases. But on state cases, he can't. Talk about dereliction and responsibility. Uh, she's answering a lot of questions, but early in the day, her side looked uh, awful, to say the least. Let's see if they can come back out of it, because when you got a friend saying they were seeing each other for a long time before this and the amount of evidence uh, this case could uh, fade away quickly. 651-461-9226. We'll get to uh, your reaction to any of these, including since Chris Farley would have been 60 today, who comes to mind when you think about somebody dying too young? Pella. If you've even thought about windows or doors, you've heard the name Pella because they've been in business for nearly 100 years. They have some of the strongest warranties in the business. They have local teams, and they have showrooms all across the region, and they're thought of so highly, even by their competitors. Pella Windows, number one by homeowners for innovation. This is a survey just a couple years ago. Same survey. Number one by homeowners for highest quality. Why am I talking about it? Because my house, 20-plus years old, Pella windows and doors from the start. And guess what? When it's you know, 21, 22 years old or so, they deteriorate. So two separate times, the Pella team, after I visited the showroom in Plymouth, has come out to show me what they're going to do with specifically made-to-order windows and doors for my house, and I cannot wait. You can have them offer that free, noble obligation, in-home consultation, and the best way to do it is do it in February because 20% off qualified projects or 0% APR for 48 months. But how do you get a hold of them? Very simple, online. PellaNorthland.com. PellaNorthland.com. Stars who died too young. Let's look at a lot of texts here. Kobe Bryant. At crypto the other day, as I mentioned a couple times, the Kobe statue, Dave, is so much bigger than anyone else's. Shaq, Jerry West, Wayne Gretzky. And they're also giving Kobe two more statues. Three Kobe statues. I mean, phenomenal player. Get out of here with the best of all time talk. Stop. Nonsense. But really? Three statues? I mean, the only comparable situation I can think of is at DeRush's house. There's three statues of him. So are you trying to argue that all of human nature is flawed? I mean, it, it is normal that if someone dies prematurely, their legend grows. It's just normal. No. Yeah. Not arguing that at all. I'm just asking for people to. How many to... statues is enough for a man whose life was ripped away in a tragic helicopter crash? Okay. Okay. Wow. Fine. Wow. I didn't know we we're, were the statue police <laughs> over there. Well, yeah, you know, the, 
Got I a shortage on you, bronze, apparently. I mean, what's the issue? Three statues seems a bit much, okay? I mean, it just it does. I, I don't know. Uh, Paul Walker. My father doesn't have a statue in downtown Minneapolis, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know what your issue well, is. Yeah. I was drinking at O'Donovan's before that ceremony, okay? And yeah. I rolled in there and rolled right back to O'Donovan's right after, okay? <laughs> John Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr. How about either one? Mm. This is your era. You got to help me out. Yeah. Buddy Holly yeah. and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Whitney Houston and Robin Williams. John Candy. Uh, Gary Coleman. How old was Gary when Gary left us? What's your guess, Jason, before uh, Dave looks it up? What you talking about, Willis? What? How old do you think Gary Coleman was? I'm thinking he was in his 50s. That's too young, you know. I think he was younger than that. I think he was closer to 40, wasn't he? 42. Was he? Yeah. 42. Okay. How many statues, uh, since you're giving out statues, how many mm-hmm. statues do you think uh, Gary Coleman should have in L.A.? I mean, the statue... The, <laughs> The statue phenomenon is strictly based on like people want to take pictures with it, right? Like that's it's LA. It's got to be. It's got to be that sort of that phenomenon. We like to take pictures in town too, don't we? We don't have enough statues in this town. Who outside of yourself? Because mm-hmm. I know you're your first pick. Who deserves the next statue mm-hmm. downtown? We we do have my father. Wait, wait, Mauer. There's no Mauer a... statue yet, is there? No Mauer, but. By the way, the statue, by the way, was Mick's way to try to get my father to quit. Yeah. I told him over and over again. Didn't work. He's not quitting. No. Ever, ever, yeah. ever. Oh, no. He gets this statue. He's going to step away. I'm like, oh, okay. So weird. Okay. And the, the, the fact that they would have thought that is just classic. Uh, it it's was. bizarre. I, I love Mick, and I miss him, but come yeah. on. Oh, we got Mary. Uh how many other statues do we have? I would like more statues. I would like, uh, I think there should be a Jesse Ventura statue. I think that would be very popular. I think, uh, you know me, like I like to judge on would it be popular with the people versus some sort of merit. Like, I don't know. Like, who knows? Mauer, for sure, there should be a statue. Prince should be outside first half, Prince, right? yes. Prince should be outside. Why don't we have, right? like... This state, man, like they talk Lacking and talk statues. and talk about wanting to have tourism and stuff. Like, yeah, shouldn't there be like some sort of rock and roll museum, Prince? You know, you got Paisley Park, but throw this stuff downtown. Put up some statues. When Dad, they, Jason DeRosha says the suburbs. Go. I don't care about you. when they break. Whatever you're when doing. When they knock down Target Center, right? Like we're gonna get a new. Yeah. Why not? I read a thing where somebody was suggesting you build a new basketball facility, like where 394, where that spur yes. sort of. I think that's that. a good that's idea. A, Why do. not? I do, too. Except, uh, there's, I, I, I hated to agree with There's one with impediment. That. What's that? There's one impediment. Who's going to pay for it? Well, you know. Here's how you pay for it. Charge people five bucks to take a picture with the statue. Boom. Exactly. Put up the A-Rod statue, Mark Laurie, Pat, whatever. How about a KG? Maybe we could bring him back into the ownership.
Yes. Batches. Oh, there's going to be some serious a lot of good ideas to bring KG oh, back. I it's yeah. underway for sure. Yeah. Oh, it is right now. Should we talk canopy? Let's just do it. Statue of that. Can I stretch your Paul yeah. Borchard statue.